week's edition of Style and Empowerment Chat with Lauren Friends Radio. I thank you for tuning in all around the world. I want to start out this week's show with just some exciting news. So we just added uh, three new stations to the family. So we are now uh, broadcasting in Atlanta on One United Radio Network. And I want to say a special hello to all of my new listeners in the Philippines on a Sweet Romance 
98.1 FM and say a heartfelt thank you to the 1 million listeners who tuned in in the Philippines over our debut uh, this past week. So we're so excited to have you along for our journey. Welcome to the family. Uh, so, um, of course, speaking of family, uh, Father's Day was uh, just this past week. Um, as you know, um, you know, I lost my father this past year, so uh, Father's Day, and for those who no longer have their father with them, it is a hard holiday. I'm still kind of finding my way uh, through that, so I just wanted to kind of take a, take a moment at the top of the show and just speak to some of our listeners who no longer have their, their parents with them or their loved ones and just say, you know, it's okay to find your own way in the process and find ways to celebrate uh, your loved ones and your memories and grieve in your own way in your own time. So I uh, created my my own uh, holiday and way of, of celebrating Father's Day because uh, I have been thinking a lot about this as particularly this year, well, what does Father's Day mean if you don't have a physical father anymore? Um, or if, if you're estranged from your father, that could also be a situation. Or if you uh, grew up without your father present in your life, uh, though alive. So we all have to kind of find our own way through that. Um, I d did uh, what I called a Heavenly Father's Day. So, yeah, I was really thinking a lot about this. Well, my dad might not physically be with me, but I still have a father, and, and I still have memories and, and all the things I, I love and, and value and cherish about my dad. So we, uh, I went to the beach, which is one of my favorite spots uh, when I want calm and uh, just to think and reflect so I went to the beach and uh, just out by the ocean and you know uh, whatever that quiet place is for you, you make sure that you budget time within your busy schedule just to set time aside for yourself just to be quiet and still and think and reflect and sometimes just surrounding yourself with favorite memories and pictures and music and movies and things that your loved one loved and that you had shared memories around uh, can be very comforting and is another way that you can celebrate um, that Father's Day or that Mother's Day if you no longer have your parent with you. So I, I found comfort in that and you know, pass that along to uh, my listeners who are in similar situations. And yeah, I also wanted to uh, talk to another point, um, which uh, one of my friends uh, who I found out recently lost her son and was just talking about how people were judging the way that she grieved and seeming like she wasn't sincere and all this stuff. I really feel, especially when it comes to grief, that we need to get out of each other's way and out of each other's business. And when you're going through loss, especially great loss, 
Uh, that's the time where you need comfort, you need support, you need loving energy, not a judgmental inventory taking uh, kind of energy, which then adds to the layers of emotional pain that the person is already experiencing. And uh, you, you can't say what's the right way or wrong way uh, for someone to grieve and express their grief. And, uh, you have to give the person time to find their way in what works for them and their family. And it's not really our place to say how someone should grieve or if their grief is valid because it might not be expressed in the way that we're used to seeing grief expressed or the way that we process because everybody processes their emotions differently. And just because it doesn't look or sound like the way that you would process things or others around you may have processed things doesn't mean that their emotions aren't any less valid. So, of course, the Philadelphia Flower Show was last weekend. That was absolutely beautiful. I was just blown away by all the beautiful sculptures. I think sometimes people uh, forget that um, a floral arrangement and horticulture really is an art. It's just so amazing uh, what some of these um, agricultural uh, geniuses can do uh, with trees and branches and flowers and the sculptures and uh, amazing presentations that they can one of my favorite parts was lilies and roses or and gardenias uh, are my favorite flowers and so they had this one garden that had huge huge pink and white lilies I had never seen lilies so big before uh, just a beautiful and of course they're such a fragrant flower uh, so uh, it was just beautiful to be able to see all these gorgeous fragrant flowers and and the creative inspiration uh, that's the other thing if you're a gardener and you love landscaping and being creative with your garden space it's great to go to some of these flower shows or these outdoor garden exhibits to get inspiration for things to do in your own home so of course uh, July 4th is coming up uh, pretty soon before we know it so Philadelphia just announced normally all the July 4th celebrations uh, take place on the Benjamin Parkland uh, Benjamin Franklin Parkway uh, right in front of the Philadelphia Art Museum but this year with COVID factors they've moved it to the outdoor concert uh, center the man uh, and then the man actually just announced its new summer and fall lineup of concerts so that's exciting uh, we're kind of starting to get back to normal uh, with the entertainment and nightlife industry so uh, the man will be hosting four days of events uh, the week of July 4th culminating with a concert with Flo Rida and BB uh, Rexa so that'll be exciting uh, so and now of course and and couple news I just uh, don't know what to think about this whole situation so the benefit situation 
just continues to evolve in very weird ways. So, of course, uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck rekindled their romance from about 15 years ago after she broke up with Alex Rodriguez. So, it just came out on Monday that Alex Rodriguez and Ben Affleck's ex are, are talking. And they were saying that they may be dating. They were seen canoodling. Um, and apparently, uh, the, the Ben's former ex-girlfriend just bought a house in the Hamptons down the street from Jennifer Lopez. And now uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are house hunting out in LA uh, and uh, were just recently caught on video making out and her kids were nearby and apparently they introduced each other to each other's family, you know, the kids and whatnot. Kind of think that's a little close soon. And that raises the question, when kids are involved in a couple situation, how long do, do we wait to introduce the children uh, to your new partner? And what did that conversation look like when mom was just engaged and now here's this new guy that you haven't met that mommy was engaged to about 10 years ago and now mommy's in love with this one. Like, I don't know how you emotionally transition your kids in that way, especially without confusing them. Uh, so now, of course, we are right in the middle of Black Music Month. Uh, so all month long, we're celebrating uh, amazing artists, uh, composers, producers. Uh, so uh, this week's episode, I'm really excited to dive in and talk about all the influential choreographers that have launched the careers of many superstars and been responsible for their creative direction, their videos, which of course have influenced pop culture and fashion and trends, and just talk about these phenomenal women who have helped shape the musical landscape. So we're gonna take um, a first musical break. Uh, I, I'm uh, starting us off with a double hit of The Spinners, two of my dad's favorite songs. So dad, these two are for you. We'll be right back uh, with more style and empowerment chat with Laura and friends. And keep it locked in and get in a happy groove. We'll be right back. Every time 
Welcome back to Style and Empowerment Chat with Lauren Friends Radio on Take It to the Streets, Downtown Hot, London Energy, WHTL, Urban Radio, Radio Papas, uh, uh, One United Radio, and Sweet Romance One Radio. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, continued love and support of the show. So uh, we we're just on a, on a fun, cool vibe with the spinners so now let's uh, dive right in so so much interesting and great stuff to talk about so we're gonna uh, do some uh, music education here for those of you who lived through these these eras in the 90s and 2000s it's gonna take you back uh, to remember some of your favorite songs and videos and dances and to those who who were a little too young to remember uh, this is going to give you uh, great artists and videos and choreographers and dancers to go Google and, and look up and enrich yourself so first let's talk about Paula Abdul so Paula Abdul is important for uh, multi-layered reasons so Paula Abdul is a choreographer who launched the career of many artists and also some choreographers that we're going to talk about later in the show as well. She also is a multi-platinum international selling uh, pop artist. Of course, she was one of the original judges on American Idol uh, back in the day. And I think America's Got Talent and So You Think You Can Dance and many, many uh, shows. She's also uh, an entrepreneur, has come out with many product lines and uh, so but uh, she uh, let's we're gonna focus on talking about her significance as a choreographer so Paul Dool grew up in California uh, her first big break was auditioning for the Laker girls in the 80s so uh, she would then become the choreographer of the Laker girls which of course this was a coveted position because many celebrities would attend these games and it would uh, be a great stepping stone for many artists uh, so of course under uh, Paula Abdul's direction the Laker girls at that time were known for their high energy and athleticism and infusing street dance styles and pop um, and dancing you know all kind of mixed together uh, so during that time uh, Paula Abdul got approached by the Jackson family so uh, she got approached to do the choreography for uh, the Jacksons were reuniting. Uh, they had been on hiatus, the Jackson 5, um, for a number of years at that point, and Michael Jackson uh, had just launched his solo career. Uh, and so then they decided to get back together for one final tour, uh, one reunion tour with all the members of the Jackson 5. And so Paula Abdul did the choreography uh, for the Jackson 5 on their world tour, which of course as a new chore uh, choreographer, that is a huge, huge 
get an accomplishment. Of course, that professional relationship would open up many other doors for Paula Abdul. Uh, through working with the Jacksons, she would go on to meet and be introduced to Janet Jackson in the early years of Janet's career. So uh, we're talking about like the the mid-80s, late-80s, so uh, Janet uh, was just coming out with the album Control, which of course we talked about in last week's show, and it's significant, but one of the reasons why um, the Control album and Rhythm Nation, but you were talking about the Control album, was it was the album that really broke Janet out of the shadow of Michael Jackson where people were really taking notice of Janet as an artist and not only a singer but as a visual artist and this was in the early days of MTV uh, where music videos were a new visual resource and tool for artists for marketing and conceptualizing the visual accompaniment to their songs in additional way besides concert performances so of course Paula Abdul uh, became the creative director and choreographer for Janet Jackson during the control album years so she did the choreography for when I think of you uh, control and several other of oh and um, oh, oh uh, the song what have you done for me lately uh, and you can actually google there's there's a lot of stuff on YouTube with the kind of makings of these these famous music videos. Uh, MTV back in the day was, in that time period, was big on doing these kind of docudramas about uh, the makings of the videos, showing the behind the scenes creative process. So, of course, uh, uh, Paula Abdul then, after working with uh, the Jackson family, became a very sought after choreographer. Uh, she choreographed many uh, performances on uh, the Grammys and American Music Awards. And then she took uh, then the, all, all the buzz uh, that was going on around her career at the time to pursue a musical career herself as a pop star. Of course, um, one of her first big performances was on the Arsenio Hall show. It was rumored back at that time in the 80s that they were dating. Um, yeah, it was also rumored that Arsenio Hall was dating Whitney Houston uh, on and off in between her dating uh, Eddie Murphy, but who knows if those things are true, you know? It's a speculation. But uh, Paula Abdul would go on her album, Straight Up, debuted at number one, was all over MTV and the radio. Um, it it uh, spawned several top ten singles, including uh, and some of her big hits, in addition to Straight Up, uh, was Rush Rush, Vibology, <clears throat> Knocked Out. And now, uh, Paula burst onto the scene and really carved out a niche for herself as an artist because she really incorporated 
heavy dance and all of her music videos and had a lot of different spotlights um, in her videos uh, of her dancing. Uh, she incorporated tap, uh, ballet, jazz, and, and hip-hop dancing. Uh, all combined in her styles. Uh, her music videos as she became more popular and of course the studios gave her more budget became more like movies. For she was, her and Janet were the first, and Michael Jackson were the first artists to really make epic music videos that were almost considered like short films. In fact, Keanu Reeves, who would go on to be a star in The Matrix and the action movie Speed, played her love interest in uh, the music video Rush Rush and the plot of that music video was a takeoff on the famous James Dean movie Rebel Without a Cause so uh, Keanu Reeves was kind of doing the James Dean role with the red jacket and the jeans and Paul Abdul was dressed in this kind of like 1950s dress and they recreated some of the iconic scenes of uh, Rebel Without a Cause in that video. Now the video for Straight Up just caused a cultural sensation at the time because in the opening part she just does this um, tap dance routine uh, and she had said that Bob Fosse uh, was one of her influences and Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire who of course uh, are some of the greatest tap dancers that they ever were. Uh, and so, of course, Bob Fosse choreographed many um, stage plays uh, throughout the 80s and 90s. So she actually, around that time, met Bob Fosse and he mentored her. And so in the Straight Up video, there had not been a mainstream R&B or dance or pop artist <clears throat> that had incorporated tap dancing in in uh, their music videos and she did it in a very hip street infused way uh, and it was all black and white Arsenio Hall actually made a cameo in that video and the videos of course really launched her career and her tours uh, and she did all the choreography of, of her tours as well. She was known for very um, athletic dancing uh, and doing a lot of flips and whatnot and has injured her knees and her back uh, uh, many times over the years. But uh, Paula Abdul really took pop music into a whole nother, nother realm and helped to launch Janet Jackson's career in the earlier stages because at that time it's not like how it is now where you have oh the stylist the brand strategist the manager all these uh, different people back then uh, because there wasn't the social media and the music videos and stuff when it was all new everybody was just kind of finding their way of how to use this medium in the best possible way but now of course uh, it's second nature uh, all, all the videos YouTube's and this and that and people becoming sensations on TikTok and all this stuff but back in the, the 80s uh, that wasn't there so uh, uh, artists like 
Janet Jackson, um, uh, Paul Abdul, Duran uh, Duran, all these kind of artists really truly were groundbreakers and laying the landscape. Now, uh, another reason why Paul Abdul is very much culturally important is because she uh, befriended uh, when they were teenagers in California, uh, Tina Landon. And she, uh, Tina Landon uh, was cast in Janet Jackson's video, um, When I Think of You. And then through that, her and Paul Abdul formed a very close friendship that last, has lasted uh, for many years. And uh, Janet and Tina Landon were introduced via uh, Janet Jackson. So now, uh, Tina Landon, uh, who uh, initially started out also as a fly girl on uh, the show, a comedy show in Living Color, of course, uh, that show, see how everything, it's like a web, how everybody's career, it's really interesting, like, if you research these things, just how many careers of icons overlap in the early years, and this one worked with that, and then launched a career of this person, and then became friends with this one, it's, it's really fascinating. So, of course, uh, Tina Landon, she grew up in Lancaster, California, and as she began her dance career with Paula Abdul in the 80s, and uh, so in 1990, she tried out as a dancer on uh, Janet Jackson's tour, Rhythm Nation. So uh, she then would go on to be a featured a dancer in Rhythm Nation. And if you do your research, you can actually catch Tina Landon in some of uh, Janet's music videos. Uh, so from the, the early to mid 90s. So now Tina Landon would go on to choreograph the Velvet Rope Tour in 1998. Uh, which was hugely successful and it also was just a big epic tour with lots of props and and uh, complex visual elements and as uh, Janet gave her just a lot of creative control uh, just to, to utilize her creativity in a lot of different directions and you know it is really a big jump to go from being a backup dancer to choreographing a music video, to then uh, being a featured dancer, creative director, and choreographer of a, a world tour, and all the moving parts that are involved in something that that big. Uh, so uh, she actually won, Tina Landon actually won an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Choreographer choreography for the Velvet Rope Tour, which had an HBO special, because uh, that was also the, the thing in the 90s and the early 2000s. Networks like Showtime and HBO were all about doing a, a concert special where they would show up to one of the live performances and, and record it, and they would sign some really big lucrative deal with uh, the artist, and then it would broadcast at a specific date and time on the cable network, and 
with a lot of hype and everything. Like they did that with uh, Madonna and some of her her tours. And actually, uh, Janet Jackson's done that a couple of times um, as well. So. Tina Landon, and she won the MTV Video Music Award for Best Dance Video Choreography for Ricky Martin's A Living La Vida Loca. She actually also won an Alma Award uh, for uh, her contribution to dance and the music industry and excellence in choreography. Uh, so, of course, that award was presented to her by uh, Jennifer Lopez, who, of course, she met when she was a fly girl on In Love and Color, which uh, was choreographed by another famous choreographer, uh, Rosie Perez, uh, who would go on to be an Oscar-nominated actress as star in many of Spike Lee's films. But of course, she started out as a choreographer for the Fly Girls. Uh, she had, before that, she was a featured dancer on Soul Train. So you see how all these women's careers uh, overlap and, and intertwine and how they all launched uh, in different ways, uh, launched or had significant impact in each other's careers uh, behind the scenes. So again, it's just so fascinating uh, and how friendships, it, it also talk, it says about the importance of friendships and uh, just uh, having professional mentors and, and, and that uh, uh, people who just uh, look out for each other and and create opportunities for one another. So and now some of in addition to choreographing Living La Vida Loca, uh, which was Ricky Martin's first uh, mainstream crossover hit from the Latin market, and back in the day in the nineties was a humongous, humongous hit. That video was everywhere all the time. Of course, uh, created the cultural floodgate of at the time what they called the Latin invasion. Uh, so you had artists like, uh, in addition to Ricky Martin, Mark Anthony, uh, Enrique Iglesias, and Jennifer Lopez, all of which who of course were Latin American, but they first became popular in uh, the a Latin market before crossing over to the mainstream American pop market. So Tina Landon has just been the creative genius behind creating the powerful and culturally impactful imagery that has launched so many careers and trends. And, and so let's just dive in to some of the amazing music videos that she directed and of the careers that she helped launch. So, in addition to uh, directing and well, doing the choreography for Mark Anthony's huge hit, I, I Need to Know, she also had a pivotal role in launching Rihanna's career. So, of course, in the early 2000s, when she first signed with Jay-Z, she was kind of marketed like the cute little sexy Caribbean girl with the crop tops and jeans and just kind of dance hall like vibe. 
But then, of course, she came out with Umbrella. Yes. Which was the... That's my jam. Okay, now that was that was the beginning of the Rihanna that we know today. Uh, that was the, the beginning of her going into very avant-garde and risky fashion and, and more sexy and very elaborate um, music videos, heavy in choreography. So Tina Landon, was personally responsible for that cultural uh, marketing shift of creating the Rihanna that we know today. So Tina Landon uh, not only was her choreographer, but she was also her creative director, which means she had input on hair, makeup, interviews, uh, concert performances, everything visual, the whole visual package to accompany the music. So she did the choreography for all of these hits by Rihanna, which is just astounding. So Umbrella, S&M, Who's That Chick, Disturbia, Shut Up and Drive, uh, so many hits. She's like directed something like 12 of Rihanna's huge hits um, from that time. Also, uh, she direct, did the choreography for Jan some of Janet Jackson's huge, huge musical hits, uh, including If, uh, Every Time, Lonely, Runaway, okay, that was one of my favorite videos where that had kind of a Buddhist feel to it, and she was running on the world and, and jumping from cliffs and waterfalls. Uh, of course, um, I Get So Lonely, that had a real distinct look and vibe to it. She was in a zoot suit with a big broad brim hat and red hair and doing that kind of like Bob Fosse inspired dancing with canes and of course Umbrella also infused uh, dancing with canes and remember all of Rihanna's performances during that time of that song on MTV oh my god it was like everybody's like oh my god did you see her in the ballet shoes and the cane and and the black latex and everybody was like oh my god this is so cool at the time uh, so she also uh, did the choreography for JLo uh, feeling so good uh, waiting for tonight, which of course took place in the Amazon jungle uh, with the, the laser beams. Uh, and then also, oh yeah, and Janet Jackson said, You want this? And that video, actually, Tina Landon had a cameo in. She did the choreography for That's the Way Love Goes, which she also did a cameo in. And Janet uh, Jackson and her were just hanging out uh, in her apartment in the video. And if you remember, Jennifer Lopez had a cameo in That's the Way Love Goes because she started out as a backup dancer for Janet Jackson. So she's in the a one scene where she has her hands on the hip and dark lipstick and her ponytails back and she's kind of like bopping and cocking her shoulders back and forth, talking to Janet. And that whole, like triangle relationship was a really pivotal in Jennifer Lopez's career 
being the J-Lo she is today because she started out, of course, as a backup dancer um, with Tina Landon on the Fly Girls. And then um, she becomes a backup dancer with Janet Jackson. And then she got offered a TV role, um, or Janet had offered her to go on tour. And so she had to make a decision. Do I go on TV? Do I go on tour with Janet? Well, she made the decision to go uh, for the TV show, and the rest, as we know, is JLo history. Uh, so, of course, feeling so good was uh, was really a big video at the time, and that and she had three different outfits and uh, and vignettes in the video, and so well, one vignette she was more hip hop, and another it was more salsa, another it was more club dancing. Uh, then, of course, Tina Landon also did the choreography for Britney Spears' huge hit, Oops, I Did It Again. Shakira uh, for her uh, music video, Obsession. Uh, and then, of course, she also did the choreograph uh, work for Michael and Janet Jackson's hit uh, song, Scream, which was, I think, the only song that they collaborated on. And then she also did the choreography for a huge influential video at the time, Michael Jackson's song Smooth Criminal, uh, which just uh, was so iconic. He was in the white suit and they incorporated all kinds of stunts and walking on the ceiling and leaning to the side and all these multi-dimensional effects that hadn't been used in music videos yet. So Tina Landon really was a groundbreaker in her choreography. She said her style's more sexy, athletic, but it also incorporated a lot of really cool effects. Uh, she also did the choreography for the music video Come On Over by Christina Aguilera, which was one of the songs that launched Christina Aguilera's career. Uh, coming off the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, and she also uh, did tour direction in addition to Janet Jackson uh, for Rihanna, Shakira, Faith Hill, Mariah Carey, Babyface, Willow Smith, uh, and Christina Aguilera. Uh, she's been nominated for several MTV Video Music Awards uh, and uh, has also uh, been a judge on many dance TV shows. Uh, she's also taught uh, with uh, Debbie Allen at Debbie Allen's Dance Studio. Uh, all these videos influenced fashion and pop culture. And uh, so, uh, these women are just so important to the music and all the songs that we love becoming so successful. Uh, and these women and artists uh, becoming stars because without the eye-catching visual accompaniment, uh, the artists don't get booked on as many talk shows, sell as many hits, you know, touch the youth market, uh, which of course drives uh, the, uh, the music industry. Uh, so uh, we're going to uh, take another musical break. So this music break, we're going to bring you 
uh, uh, several of the songs uh, for the music videos that Tina Landon did choreography for. So, you know, take, take some time, go to your YouTube and stroll down memory lane. So we'll be right back after this musical break with more music history and uh, great music. Keep it locked in the style and empowerment shop, Laura Friends Radio. We'll be back after this. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Rihanna, uh-huh, uh-huh. good girl going bad, uh-huh, uh-huh. action, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh. no clouds in my stones, let it rain, I hide your plane in the bank, coming down like a Dow Jones, when the clouds come, we gone, we Rockefellers, we fly higher than weather, and she vibes are better, you know me, in anticipation for precipitation, stack chips with a rainy day. Rain Man is back with Little Miss Sunshine. Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be worlds apart. Maybe in magazines, but you'll still be my star. Baby, cause in the dark, you can't see shiny cars. And that's when you need me there.
this Now you wanna kiss this Tell them girls Too late to miss it Cause we need a man that's swift, quick and clever Ready at the drop of the dime or do whatever Not trying to front or fake the same face Cause I'm with that there anytime, anyplace Tell them Jay You want this? You want this? Can you handle this? We're committed forget how much we pull our fashion and beauty inspiration uh, from musicians and again that also underscores the importance uh, of choreographers and creative directors uh, and the direct impact they have so now let's talk about our next very successful and uh, super influential choreographer uh, Laurie Ann Gibson so she also was a former fly girl. Uh, it just shows how many careers uh, Keenan and Ivory Waynes launched uh, with the fly girls on In Living Color. Um, so she rose uh, to the public eye uh, in the mid-2000s on MTV's reality series Making the Band. Uh, she was a choreographer who would help shape the groups Danity Kane and Day 26 uh, was Puff Daddy uh, and Bad Boy Records. So <clears throat> she has a background in theater dance with acclaimed ballet company, uh, the Alvin Ailey Dance Troupe. Of course, if you're not familiar with the Alvin Ailey uh, Dance Troupe, do your research. This is a phenomenal internationally acclaimed ballet company, of course, which was one of the first African-American dance troupes in America. So she has a background in American dance theater and hip-hop uh, dance as well. Uh, she became the creative director for Motown Records and Bad Boy, which is such a phenomenal accomplishment especially uh, being a woman in the industry at that time uh, with a, a field in the uh, decision-making lanes usually had more men in those roles than women uh, so of course being the creative director for 
uh, two influential record labels gave her firsthand access to many new stars, established stars, and stars who she would help to create and, and nurture. Of course, Boys to Men were on Motown, uh, a label in the 2000s. Uh, so many influential artists. Of course, Bad Boy Records launched the careers of Danity Kane, uh, Day 26, uh, Mary J. Blige, <laughs> and uh, so many artists. And so she worked uh, with Alicia Keys, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, and Michael Jackson. Uh, can you just imagine uh, your your everyday responsibility is to go to work and work with these icons? And of course, one of the, the gifts and responsibilities of a choreographer is to find the natural body movement and rhythm of of an artist and to bring that out of them and uh, and oftentimes make someone who yeah really <clears throat> dance well look like they're a great dancer and help them find their confidence and their artistic expression so some of the majorly influential music videos that Missy Elliott uh, has created, I mean, I'm sorry, that uh, Laurie Ann Gibson has created, Missy Elliott, The Rain. Now that, a super duper fly, that music video was so important in R&B and pop and musical landscape. Uh, nobody had been doing the kind of effects and styling that Missy Elliott was doing at the time and she had the big uh, Michelin man like puffy coat and was doing all this kind of 3D multi-dimensional uh, things with her fashion and their dance style and so that music video really launched Missy Elliott, not just as a songwriter and producer for Aaliyah, but as an artist herself. So uh, Laurie Gibson also did the choreography for several of Brandy's music videos, including Baby, Aphrodisiac, uh, Talk About Our Love. Uh, Laurie Gibson was the creative director and choreographer for Britney Spears from 2001 to 2017. That, that just blows your mind. Because this woman is responsible for so much of our pop culture. Just think, even looking at the artist Britney Spears, how much uh, she influenced hair trends and fashion trends and, and inspired uh, girls to pursue dance and how all over pop culture Britney Spears has been since her first song uh, and music video hit me baby one more time so Laurie Ann Gibson has had a pivotal behind the scenes role in shaping the career and impact of Britney Spears 
as a visual artist. Uh, she also uh, did the choreography for Katy Perry's huge hit song, California Girls. Of course, you remember she, that was kind of a retro pop music video, 1950s throwback. She had the candy cane bikini. Um, and that, that music video was also a groundbreaking at the time uh, for for uh, its costumes and the way in which it was shot. She also uh, did the choreography for Beyonce and Lady Gaga's uh, hit song, Telephone. Uh, and she was the creative director uh, and choreographer for Lady Gaga from 2007 to 2011. Now, can you imagine uh, doing the choreography and, and brand shaping for both Britney Spears and Lady Gaga at the same time. Uh, and just uh, says just the scope of Laurie Gibson's talent and, and creative vision. So, of course, uh, Laurie Gibson as a creative director, she was in charge of not only doing the choreography, picking the dancers that will be in the videos, consulting in the uh, treatment of what these videos would look like, all of Lady Gaga's fashion, which of course her music videos just catapulted Lady Gaga to the superstar she is because of all the avant-garde glitz and glammy fashion uh, that, that she had in these music videos, which at the time was pushing the envelope of what was normal, you know, seen in the entertainment industry. So uh, some of the many music videos that Laurie Gibson and Lady Gaga created together were Born This Way, Telephone, A Bad Romance, Judas, which actually Laurie Gibson directed, Just Dance, which was a humongous hit. Alejandro, Born This Way, uh, so many, so many Lady Gaga's hits. And of course, Lady Gaga has had a huge impact on fashion, and that's a direct uh, result of Lorian Gibson. Uh, so she also uh, did uh, the music video, Nicki Minaj's big hit, Anaconda. Of course, it's rumored that Lady Gaga and Lorianne Gibson had a fallout in 2011 because apparently Lady Gaga and her team were upset that she was working with other artists and that Lori Ann Gibson was getting too influential and getting too much attention uh, because she really was uh, and still is but uh, especially in the 2000s she early 2000s and mid 2000s she was influencing pop culture all over the place and very powerful so apparently that threatened Lady Gaga and she let Lori Ann go um, sometimes you one of the, the factors when you're working for big stars quote wow. is sometimes that they, 
egos just can clash, you know, the, the star that sadly doesn't always want their team to be as publicly successful and acclaimed as they are. Uh, so now, Lorianne Gibson also was rumored to have uh, been married to Andre Harrell, who of course was the CEO of Uptown Records, who uh, Sean Combs initially worked at and interned, and then Harrell had famously encouraged Sean Combs, Pete Diddy, Diddy, Brotherly Love, <laughs> to go out and open up his own record label. So uh, Mary J. Blige initially was signed to Uptown Records along with Jodeci, and then of course Diddy formed his own label. Well, uh, Lorianne was the creative director for up to, I mean, for um, Bad Boy, but she initially started out working with Andre Harrell and his artists. So they had been the friends for many, many years. Of course, Andre Harrell passed away last year, and it was rumored that they silently were married. So now, in addition um, to all her amazing uh, choreography, uh, Lorianne Gibson also is an author. She just released an autobiography this year. She has won an Emmy. Uh, she's won several MTV Video Awards. Uh, she also has worked with Debbie Allen uh, and, and many other acclaimed uh, choreographers. She's seen as one of the uh, top powerful choreography uh, choreographers in the industry uh, she's also done choreography for many films uh, and Mary J. Blige who of course uh, we mentioned in our last show she has a new uh, a documentary out about her life and uh, called My Life and discussing the behind the scenes of her her life and creating that record, well, Mary J. Blige is now spreading her wings as a film and TV producer, which I think is amazing. So, uh, paying it forward, she is now uh, apparently producing a new TV drama, TV series that will air on Lifetime about Laurie Ann's life and many experiences uh, with some of the world's top talent and and uh, just so, so much uh, window into her illustrious career within the entertainment industry. And, you know, we don't just see the final product, but it, it's hours and hours and weeks that go into these performances that we see on TV. And just like a model walking a runway, uh, for a fashion show with a designer, oftentimes the celebrity, the star, is the walking, moving embodiment of the talent and, and time and uh, creative ideas behind the scenes of multiple different people who, you know, all pour into uh, this artist's look, sound, um, and just overall persona.
So now we're gonna take a Lori Gibson music break and uh, bring you a cross section of songs of, of music videos that she directed. So go, uh, go, you know, follow along. Go to your YouTube and pull up the videos while we're listening to the songs. She's so talented and just so much iconic music she had her hand in creating. So we'll be right back after this musical break with more Style and Empowerment Chat with Lauren Friends Radio. Everybody, rock your body. Everybody, rock your body right. Back streets, back, all right. Again, brothers, sisters, everybody saying, Gonna bring the flame, I'll show you how. Got a question for you, better answer now.
and welcome back to Style and Empowerment Chat with Laura and Friends, taking you through some of our favorite hits and influential music videos, and just giving you a great time machine, a portable, uh, fantastic music. Uh, I'm so excited to spotlight so much great music and uh, videos that really impacted culture, uh, and phenomenal women, uh, choreographers who were behind all this music and fashion and video greatness. So uh, the last choreographer we're going to spotlight is the phenomenal Fatima Robinson. So she is one of the most sought after hip hop and popular music choreographers in the world. Uh, she's received many BET and MTV Video Music Award nominations for Best Choreography. Uh, she won the VMA Award uh, for Best Choreography twice uh, for two music videos. She did the choreography for, for the Black Eyed Peas back when Fergie was part of the Black Eyed Peas. So she did the uh, choreography for the music videos Hey Mama and My Humps. Uh, she broke uh, and was the creative director for Megan Trainer. Uh, so she not only directed these music videos, but did the choreography for some of Megan Trainer's huge hits. No. Uh, all about the bass, about the bass, no trouble. All about the bass, and of course her other huge hit, Dear Future Husband. Uh, she has been uh, behind the scenes of many popular ad campaigns as well. So Fatima does choreography and uh, just uh, uh, visual creative direction uh, for films, TV, music videos and commercials. So some of the ad campaigns that uh, and brands she has been behind uh, creating memorable commercials for include Nair, Old Navy, and Chanel, uh, which just goes to speak uh, the, the boundless uh, talent, uh, how a Fatima can just flex from uh, uh, commercials to film uh, and uh, to TV shows and variety specials. So she, uh, of course, did uh, a bit of the choreography for the huge film, uh, popular film, Save the Last Dance, uh, which, of course, our previous guest, Anthony Hamilton, did uh, 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 help to write uh, Donald Jones' huge hit song, uh, What's Up? Uh, so now, of course, she also did the choreography for Mary J. Blige's video, Fine. Uh, and uh, she did Michael Jackson's Remember the Time, which at the, at the time, no pun intended, um, Eddie Murphy and Iman starred in the video as this uh, regal uh, Egyptian emperor and empress. And uh, the video cost a million dollars, 
which at the time was a huge deal. Now, most music videos uh, for these big celebrities start at a million dollar budget, but Michael Jackson was one of the first artists to command that budget because he had the concept behind Remember the Times where he wanted to do a movie. And I remember back in the day, the premiere on MTV, it was such a huge event and a countdown to it. Uh, and they actually did an MTV behind, uh, like a making the video behind the scenes special. And as so they showed some behind the scenes of the costumes and uh, there was a really cool effect in that music video in the extended video where he spins and he turns into a pillar of sand uh, so Fatima Robinson did all the choreography for that amazing um, uh, music video also uh, she as well did choreography for many of Aaliyah's uh, famous impactful music videos including Rock the Boat a try again and we need a resolution and actually um, if we want to dive into the pop culture history here there actually was an MTV special uh, called making the video that they did on um, Aaliyah's music video Rock the Boat which was the last music video that she filmed uh, before she uh, passed away in a plane crash. So there's actual, you know, MTV footage in this special of her last hours alive, and uh, Fatima is actually in that music video and in that special talking about their collaboration and behind the scenes of the dancing. And they were all, of course, supposed to go on one flight together and they they split up and Fatima and her husband stayed back and of course uh, the one plane made it but Aaliyah's plane was overloaded and as she uh, of course would uh, pass away um, in a plane crash uh, so uh, Fatima was literally the last uh, person that Aaliyah creatively collaborated with before her death um, so she also uh, did the choreography for the Backstreet Boys, everybody, and As Long As You Love Me, uh, Mary J. Blige's huge hit family affair in 2017, and of course uh, she would also uh, go on to win uh, the best um, MTV Music Award for Best Choreography for uh, her collaboration with Mary J. Blige and Family Affair. I mean, that, that song was such a huge, huge moment in the clubs, and everybody was uh, imitating the dance moves. It was kind of like a robotic army flair uh, to it. Uh, that, that album and, and uh, music video was just as, as impactful as Real Love and What's the 411. Uh, she also did uh, the choreography for Lenny Kravitz, Away. Um, she's uh, done work with Aerosmith. So Fatima really flexes as an artistic creator. She flexes from rock, 
R&B, uh, just boundless with her, her talent. Uh, she also uh, did the choreography for Robin Thicke's music video for his huge hit, Magic. And uh, one of the songs we were talking about last week when we were spotlighting some of the influential R&B albums of the 1990s, one of the songs we talked about was Soldier of Love, uh, which was just such a, a beautiful, epic a music video shot in the desert and uh, Fatima Robinson did the choreography for that uh, music video as well. She also uh, did choreography for uh, many films including in addition to Save the Last Dance she did choreography uh, for the movie Ali. Uh, with Will Smith, who of course he got nominated for an Oscar uh, that year. Uh, Dream Girls, which of course was one of the films that took Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson to the next level as not only singers but actresses. So she did all the girl group choreography for Dream Girls, as well as American Gangster, which another huge. Um, Oscar-nominated a role for Denzel Washington, uh, and she did the choreography for Coming to America too. So um, her and Eddie Murphy have a long history of collaboration uh, together. Uh, she <clears throat> does consulting. Um, she has uh, product lines out. Uh, she is very also um, much about empowering youth, empowering women. And I, I hope this segment has also empowered all of you just to look at art and music and uh, the visuals in, in a different way and kind of dig into the behind the scenes of a, a lot of the stuff that, that we listen to and enjoy and just to uh, uh, show how if you just work hard and continue to build relationships and stay committed and ride the waves of life, you can reach big heights. And that, you know, if you're an inspiring creative out there and maybe you want to pursue a career in art or fashion, or music, I mean, it's very important. Tina Landon talked about this in some other interviews, saying having a plan. How are you going to make it happen? What's your backup plan? What's your budget? Um, not just running off and saying, hey, I'm going to be a superstar, but uh, whatever you want to pursue, what your goals are, you have to have a plan of action. But, you know, for those of you who are doubting yourself, hey, you know, should I pursue that career in acting or TV? Uh, look at the careers of these four amazing women who just started out initially as backup dancers and running the circuit, auditioning for roles, and then would evolve into the creative forces that shape pop culture huge contracts, lucrative deals, and just utilizing their talents in many different ways and lanes 
and directions. So uh, we're going to take you uh, out on a Fatima Robinson music break uh, and playing some of a cross-section of her work, uh, songs from the amazing music videos she directed. Uh, so keep it locked in to Style and Empowerment Chat with Laura and Friends, and we'll be back with more fashion and history and music and fun topics after this. It's been a long time, we shouldn't have left you, left you without a dope beat, step two, 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 Tell all the boys, I keep it low If I say no, would you turn away? Or play me off, or would you stay up? Oh, she don't succeed Dust yourself off and try again You can dust it off and try again and try again to me, but I can't let it go, so easily, not till I see, what this could be, could be eternity, or just a week, we know our chemistry, it's off the chain, it's perfect now, but will it change, this ain't a yes, this ain't a no, just do your thing, we'll see how we go, oh, she don't succeed, oh, she don't succeed. Yeah. dust yourself off and try it.
Dr. Stalin, Empowerment Chat with Lauren Friends Radio. Uh, I hope you've been enjoying all this amazing music and taking you through the musical time machine uh, and all the creatives who shaped all of uh, our amazing uh, pop culture music. Uh, so, uh, of course, we'll be off next week, uh, but you can uh, catch some of our favorite episodes live in your time zone. Uh, so, uh, check your local time and, and station. Uh, so, you can follow me on Instagram at the Laura Masrick and like and follow the Style and Empowerment Chat with Laura and Friends Facebook page. I thank you for all your following. So excited uh, to be part of Sweet Romance One uh, Radio. I thank you to all of our amazing stations uh, Downtown Hot Radio, London Energy, WHTL Urban Radio, Take to the Streets Radio, and a special uh, belated birthday to my, my uh, sis and co chief, uh, Lady C, who is the commando behind the scenes here, uh, making style empowerment, chat with Laura and friends possible to come all around the world uh so uh we're gonna close out with another musical break and just remember no dream is too big and don't discourage uh your kids from pursuing the arts and careers and creative fields because you can go to big and lucrative places believe in yourself believe in your dreams and be good to each other uh, we'll be back next week with more style and empowerment chat with laura and friends and your time zone. Uh, have a wonderful and empowered and impactful day.
you, you, you.